Welcome to the LDS Guided Meditation and Mindful Reading Podcast, a companion to The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, Come Follow Me Studies. Thank you for joining me. I am your host, Trisha Kerr. This year, we will be following the Church Curriculum for the New Testament. For those of you who are new, we start with a guided meditation, then a mindful reading of the New Testament chapters that are in the Come Follow Me manual. At the end, if you would like, there is a 10-minute section of music only, so you can have some time to reflect, pray, meditate, or even nap, whatever you need. If you have any comments or questions, please contact me at ldsguidedmeditation at gmail.com. Okay, let's begin. Let's begin by finding a quiet space that is comfortable. Take a moment to adjust to your space. Close your eyes. Be aware of the air that surrounds you, the warmth or the coolness of it as it touches your skin. Focus on your breathing. Breathe deeply and slowly. Be mindful of your abdomen as it expands with air and contracts as you exhale. Use each breath to relax the body and focus the mind more and more. Let's turn our attention to our bodies. You may choose to remain still or use movement to soften the muscles and ligaments, whichever feels best for you right now. Be mindful of each area of your body, especially those areas where you hold extra tension. Let's focus on releasing the head and neck. Relax your shoulders and arms. Your hands and your fingers. Your spine, chest and core. your hips and your legs. Your feet and your toes. Let's refocus on our breathing Take it even deeper and slower. 
Now, let's turn our attention to the mind. Grant your mind permission to unwind. Allow all resistant thoughts to dissipate. Gently release them. If at any time you find your thoughts wandering back to the outside world, use your breathing to refocus while they pass through and out of your consciousness. Now that we have prepared ourselves to hear the voice of the Lord through his prophets, I pray that we will be able to feel more acutely the gentle guidance of the Holy Spirit and that we may be able to gain knowledge and a deeper understanding. The Second Epistle of Paul the Apostle to the Corinthians Second Corinthians chapter 1 God comforts and cares for his saints. The saints are sealed and given assurance by the Spirit in their hearts. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother, unto the church of God which is at Corinth, with all the saints that are in all Achaia. Grace be to you, and peace from God our Father, and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and the God of all comfort, who comforteth us in all our tribulations, that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble, by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. For as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also aboundeth by Christ. And whether we be afflicted, it is for your consolation and salvation, which is effectual in the enduring of the same suffering which we all suffer. Or whether we be comforted, it is for your consolation and salvation. And our hope of you is steadfast, knowing that ye are partakers of the suffering, so shall ye be also of the consolation. For we would not, brethren, have you ignorant of our trouble which came to us in Asia, that we were pressed out of measure above strength, insomuch that we despaired even of life. But we had the sentence of death in ourselves, that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God which raiseth the dead, who delivered us from so great a death, and doth deliver, in whom we trust that he will yet deliver us, ye also helping together by praying for us, that for the gift bestowed upon us by the means of many persons, thanks may be given by many on our behalf. For our rejoicing is this, the testimony of our conscience, that in simplicity and godly sincerity, not with fleshy wisdom, but by the grace of God, we have had our conversation in the world, and more abundantly to you, Ward. For we write none other thing unto you than what ye read or acknowledge, and I trust ye shall acknowledge even to the end. As also ye have acknowledged us in part, that we are your rejoicing, even as ye also are ours in the day of the Lord Jesus.
and in this confidence I was minded to come unto you before, that ye might have a second benefit, and to pass by you into Macedonia, and to come again out of Macedonia unto you, and of you to be brought on my way towards Judea. When I therefore was thus minded, did I use lightness, or the things that I purpose? Do I purpose according to the flesh, that with me there should be yea, yea, and nay, nay? But as God is true, our word toward you was not yea and nay. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among you by us, even by me in Silvanus and Timotheus, was not yea and nay, but in him was yea. For all the promises of God and him are yea, and in him amen, unto the glory of God by us. Now he which establisheth us with you in Christ, and hath anointed us, is God, who hath also sealed us, and given the earnest of the Spirit in our hearts. Moreover, I call God for a record upon my soul, that to spare you I came not as yet unto Corinth, not for that we have dominion over your faith, but are helpers of your joy, for by faith ye stand. Second Corinthians chapter 2 Saints should love and forgive one another. They always triumph in Christ. But I determined this with myself, that I would not come again to you in heaviness. For if I make you sorry, who is he then that maketh me glad, but the same which is made sorry by me? And I wrote this same unto you, lest when I came, I should have sorrow from them who I ought to rejoice, having confidence in you all that my joy is the joy of you all. For out of much affliction and anguish of heart I wrote unto you with many tears, not that you should be grieved, but that ye might know the love which I have more abundantly unto you. But if any have caused grief, he hath not grieved me but in part, that I may not overcharge you. Sufficient to such a man is this punishment, which was inflicted of many. So that contrary wise ye ought rather to forgive him, and comfort him, lest perhaps such a one should be swallowed up with overmuch sorrow. Wherefore I beseech you that ye would confirm your love toward him. For to this end also I did write, that I might know the proof of you, whether ye be obedient in all things. To whom ye forgive anything, I forgive also. For if I forgave anything to whom I forgave it, for your sake forgave I it in the person of Christ, lest Satan should get advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. Furthermore, when I came to Troas to preach Christ's gospel, and the door was opened unto me of the Lord, I had no rest in my spirit, because I found not Titus my brother, but taking my leave of them, I went from thence into Macedonia. Now thanks be unto God, which always causeth us to triumph in Christ, and maketh manifest the Savior of his knowledge by us in every place. 
For we are unto God a sweet savor of Christ, in them that are saved, and in them that perish. To the one we are the savor of death unto death, and to another the savor of life unto life. And who is sufficient for these things? For we are not as many which corrupt the word of God. But as of sincerity, but as of God, in the sight of God speak we in Christ. Second Corinthians chapter 3 The gospel surpasses the law of Moses. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Do we begin again to commend ourselves? Or need we, as some others, epistles of condemnation for you, or letters of condemnation from you? Ye are our epistle written in our hearts, known and read of all men. Forasmuch as ye are manifestly declared to be the epistle of Christ ministered by us, written not with ink, but with the fleshy spirit of the living God, not in the tables of stone, but in the fleshy tables of the heart. And such trust have we through Christ to Godward. Not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think anything as of ourselves, but our sufficiency is of God who also hath made us able ministers of New Testament, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter killeth, but the Spirit giveth life. But if the ministering of death, written and engraved in stone, was glorious, so that the children of Israel could not steadfastly behold the face of Moses, for the glory of his countenance, which glory was to be done away, how shall not the ministrations of the Spirit be rather glorious? For if the ministrations of condemnation be glory, much more doeth the ministration of righteousness exceed in glory. For even that which was made glorious had no glory in this respect, by reason of the glory that excelleth. For if that which is done away was glorious, much more that which remaineth is glorious. Seeing then that we have such hope, we use great plainness of speech and not as Moses, which put a veil over his face, that the children of Israel could not steadfastly look to the end of that which is abolished. But their minds were blinded, for unto this day remaineth the same veil untaken away in the reading of the Old Testament, which veil is done away in Christ. But even unto this day, when Moses is read, the veil is upon their heart, Nevertheless, when it shall turn to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. Now the Lord is that Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But when we all, with open face, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, are changed into that same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Second Corinthians chapter 4 Gospel light shines on the saints. Mortal trials are nothing as contrasted with eternal glory. 
Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not, but have renounced the hiding things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of the Lord deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, condemning ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is in the image of God, should shine unto them. For we preach not ourselves, but Jesus Christ the Lord, and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of the darkness, hath shined in our hearts, to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, cast down, but not destroyed. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. For we which live are already delivered unto death for Jesus' sake, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal flesh. So then, death worketh in us, but life in you. We having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believe, and therefore have I spoken, we also believe, and therefore speak. Knowing that he which raised up the Lord Jesus shall rise up also by Jesus, and shall present us with you. For all things are for your sake that the abundant grace might be through the thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of God, for which cause we faint not, but through our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we look not at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Second Corinthians chapter 5 Saints walk by faith and seek tabernacles of immortal glory. The gospel reconciles man to God. God ministers carry the word of reconciliation to the world. For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, we having a building of God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For in this we groan, earnestly desiring to be clothed upon with our house which is from heaven. If so be, that being clothed, we shall not be found naked. For we that are in this tabernacle do groan, being burdened, not for that we would being unclothed, but clothed upon, that mortality might be swallowed up of life. 
Now he that hath wrought us for the same self thing is God, who also hath given unto us the earnest of the Spirit. Therefore we are always confident, knowing that whilst we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord, for we walk by faith, not by sight. We are confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Wherefore we labor, that whether present or absent, we may be accepted of him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that every one may receive the things done in his body, according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men, but we are made manifest unto God, and I trust also are made manifest in your consciences. For we condemn not ourselves against you, but give you occasion to glory on our behalf, that ye may have somewhat to answer them which glory in appearance, and not in heart. For whether we be beside ourselves, it is to God, or whether we be sober, it is for your cause. For the love of Christ constraineth us, because we thus judge, and if one died for all, then we're all dead, and that he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. Wherefore, henceforth, know we no man after the flesh, yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth know we him no more. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation, to wit that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now then we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. For he hath made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Second Corinthians chapter 6 Now is the day of salvation. God's ministers must walk uprightly to bear all things. Saints should not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. We then, as workers together with him, beseech you also that ye receive not the grace of God in vain. For he saith, I have heard thee in a time accepted, and in the day of salvation have I succored thee. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Giving no offense in anything, that the ministry be not blamed, but in all things approving ourselves as the ministers of God, in much patience, in afflictions, in necessities, in distresses, in stripes, in imprisonments, 
in tumults, in labors, in watchings, in fastings, by pureness, by knowledge, by long suffering, by kindness, by the Holy Ghost, by love unfeigned, by the word of truth, by the power of God, by the armor of righteousness on the right hand and on the left hand, by honor and dishonor, by evil report and good report, and deceivers and yet true, as unknown and yet well known, as dying and behold we live, as chastened and not killed, as sorrowful yet always rejoicing, as poor yet making many rich, as having nothing and yet possessing all things. O ye Corinthians, our mouth is open unto you, our hearts is enlarged. Ye are not straightened in us, but ye are straightened in your own bowels. Now for a recompense in the same, I speak as unto my children, be ye also enlarged. Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers, for what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion hath light with darkness? And what concord hath Christ with Belial? Or what part hath he that believeth with an infidel? And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God. As God hath said, I will dwell in them and walk in them and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean things, and I will receive you, and will be father unto you, and ye shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. Second Corinthians chapter 7 Godly sorrow for sin leads to repentance. The sorrow of the world leads to death. Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all the filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Receive us, we have wronged no man, we have corrupted no man. We have defrauded no man. I speak not this to condemn you, for I have said before that ye are in our hearts to die and live with you. Great is my boldness of speech towards you. Great is my glorying of you. I am filled with comfort. I am exceeding joyful in all our tribulations. For when we are come into Macedonia, our flesh had no rest, but we were troubled on every side. Without were fightings, within were fears. Nevertheless, God, that comforteth those that are cast down, comforted us by the coming of Titus, and not by his coming alone, but by the consolation wherewith he was comforted in you, when he told us your earnest desire, your mourning, your fervent mind toward me, so I rejoiced the more. For thought I made you sorry with a letter, I do not repent, though I did repent, for I perceive that the same epistle hath made you sorry, though it were but for a season. Now I rejoice, not that ye were made sorry, 
but that ye sorrowed to repentance, for ye were made sorry after a godly manner, that ye might receive damage by us in nothing. For godly sorrow worketh repentance to salvation, not to be repented of, but the sorrow of the world worketh death. For behold, this same self thing, that ye sorrowed after a godly sorrow, what carefulness is wrought in you, yea, what clearing of yourself, yea, what indignation, yea, what fear, yea, what vehement desire, yea, what zeal, yea, what revenge. In all things ye have approved yourself to be clear in this matter. Wherefore, though I wrote unto you, I did it not for this cause that hath done the wrong, nor for his cause that suffered wrong, but that our care for you in the sight of God might appear unto you. Therefore we were comforted in your comfort, yea, and exceedingly the more joyed we for the joy of Titus, because his spirit was refreshed by you all. For if I have boasted anything to him of you, I am not ashamed. But as we spake all things to you in truth, even so our boasting, which I made before Titus, is found a truth. And his inward affection is more abundant towards you, whilst he remembered the obedience of you all, how with fear and trembling ye received him. I rejoice, therefore, that I have confidence in you in all things. It is now time for the self-guided part of today's meditation. Use this time of peace and quiet to ponder and pray. Be grateful. Be positive. Be teachable. Be submissive to the will of the Lord and be aware of the hand of God in your life. 